What's up, everybody? Welcome into the How Not to Be a Youth Pastor podcast. Kyle and Derek back with you for episode 29, talking about really the crux of uh, all youth ministries, the most important part of any teenager's experience with God, and that is games. Food. Oh, oh dang it. Food's a close second. Pizza in particular yeah. uh, should be pretty high on the... We'll have to dedicate a uh, episode at some point to just pizza. to pizza. Yeah. <laughs> youth, how to feed your youth ministry. Uh, but no, today we are talking about games, uh, games in youth ministry, games at camp, uh, all things games today. Derek, you ready? I'm always ready for games. Games are kind of my jam, honestly. Derek doesn't actually preach or I don't. Uh, there's no What's the God point? involved What's in the his point? youth services. I, I, I pray before the games to make sure nobody gets hurt. <laughs> that's, a, that's a plus. And then we play games the entire time. I don't see how that could go wrong. Uh, quick question of the day. This is the one that'll get us both fired potentially. Amen. Uh, Derek, what's the most dangerous youth game you've ever heard of? It's called the gauntlet. Which that alone that it sounds promising. <laughs> uh, so you have to picture a mass. This is an outdoor game. Uh, you have to picture a massive field. All right, like a okay. big grass field with a hill. At the base of the hill, there is a starting line, and then what you so do? So students just race up the hill, right? Uh, in essence, <laughs> but then you add in some slippery tarps, some oh. leaders with dodgeballs, some some noodles. And uh, they kind of have to sprint up the hill, zigzag, and then they slide down and all jump into a pool at the bottom. Super fun, super great. Uh, The problem is normally what you do is you number off boys, certain numbers, girls, certain numbers, and then you call certain numbers of guys and girls each respective group. Where it went south for this particular dangerous game is when all of the boys went together. So... 300 some boys all on the same course going Mach 10. There was broken bones. Yeah. It was not ideal. That's not ideal. I actually remember because this game has been played at, uh, at camp multiple times and there was one year and there's always variations to it, different twists. Yep. Uh, you know, there was one year, uh, maybe the first year they did it, I don't remember, but uh, they turned it into a night game and yep. uh, had it all illuminated and everything. It was really cool. I got in trouble uh, one year, actually, uh, because... You in trouble? I would have never thought that. I know. Who would have thought? Uh, but they all... You mentioned a bunch of the leaders had pool noodles. Yep. And, and you know, you'd kind of like, you know, playfully or not so playfully swipe with at the, a kid. With, with, with as the girls, you kind of like, you know... It was gentler. Yeah. That's for sure. When your boys come uh, through, it's like all bets are off. Yes. And so, you know, you'll like, you got a bunch of youth pastors and youth leaders with pool noodles just, you know, swiping at kids as they're trying to, you know, complete this obstacle course kind of thing. And I figured out pretty quickly that if you kind of tie a knot with the pool noodle, like at the end of the pool noodle, <laughs> oh, no. you can get a little bit more force and sure. oomph uh, behind your your swing. And uh, they the the overlords of the game didn't like that. The overlords. Uh, I thought it was funny, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Did that you take was... out your students specifically? Like when your probably students yeah. Okay. I I have to imagine like just swinging for the kneecaps and it's a pool noodle people like we're not actually kneecapping rebar any, yeah <laughs> reinforce your pool noodle like if you got a pool noodle that has yep. the the hole in the middle of it you could just slide some rebar in there yep. and 
was a terrible idea. Make sure. Um, I know we talked about you and I being on the rec team together this year. Maybe if that's our. Maybe we don't play that game yeah, this maybe, year. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, no, I'll. Uh, I, so I think it's been brought up on this podcast before, but. Derek mentioned before we started recording that I I did do Fruit Ninja with our youth students with a one, massive one night. sword, a legitimate. So first sword. of all, first of all, with that sword, you can't really swing it very fast. Otherwise, you're gonna miss the fruit. Okay. Um, it works almost better if you like impale, jab, jab forward yeah. versus try to swipe at it. Mostly, we were using just like a knife. Oh um. Now, zero injuries, and at the time, it did not occur to me to be a dangerous game. Like, there were no other students in the immediate vicinity. Okay, like Because that was my first thought. Like, what if somebody, like, gets loose with their grip, and all of a right, sudden, there's yeah. like, now a knife, you know, yeah. sailing towards the student. It definitely, there was definitely some space between the student with the knife and everybody else, and, you know, you got a leader or, or students or whatever tossing fruit at them yeah. uh, from a safe distance. But uh, yeah, that was probably one of the more dangerous <laughs> games I've played. Did you get approval from your lead pastor before you did that? Or did you just send it? Ask forgiveness, not permission. Was that your actual? I don't, need, I don't know that that actual thought went through my mind, but I don't recall talking to <laughs> our senior pastor beforehand uh, and saying, hey, I'm going to do this. Uh, but again... It, there were no injuries, so it therefore was memorable, it obviously. was memorable and just fine. Uh, but we're anyways, we're going to talk before Derek and I lose our jobs. We're going to talk about uh, some youth ministry games, uh, different philosophies. But I want to start, Derek, with, uh, you know, the, the question where it all starts is, should I do games in my youth ministry? Um, you know, we talked a couple episodes ago about kind of missional versus attractional ministry and not doing ministry just for the hype of it. Yep. Uh, you know, I think everybody has seen or heard of youth ministries around the country, around the world where, you know, you got a bunch of lights and fog machines and everything yep. looks great, but there's no actual substance there. And, and students want to be challenged a little bit. They want to, uh, you know, th- they want that application side. They want to be challenged. They want to grow in their faith. And if you're only doing the fluff and the hype, then that's a problem. And so this is taking it potentially to the other side. Like do still do games still have a place in youth ministry? What do you think, Derek? I think absolutely. I mean, I, if I said no, I would be a complete hypocrite. This would be a really short episode. Yeah, it would because (laughs) quite no. All right. Well, see you next time. We should do that for just a random just episode, a- <laughs> just like five minutes long. But we have to fool people. There's going to be like 35 minutes of dead air on or, that or, episode. Or just singing or just coming up with random topics. No, because they'll still want to listen to that. That's true. Well, it'll like they'll be like, oh, there's an episode on games that's 42 minutes long. And it's really just us for five minutes saying games are horrible. And then the rest of it is dead or, air. Or, or, or just say games, 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 <laughs> games, games. <laughs> And then we'll see how long they, they can last. But not long. No. But I mean, again, I games are honestly a pretty foundational part of our ministry. Uh, just because to me, I we, like we talked about, I think you can have, I know that you can have substance and you can have real content, but you can also have these elements of attraction. Like they're not completely mutually exclusive. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can definitely go to extremes and be all hype or all content, but I believe that a true, healthy, 
legitimate and attractive ministry has elements of both. And I think because they both serve a purpose, you know, like games really, I know some people just think they just are a time filler, but I don't believe that that's what they're confined to. I truly believe that games can have a purpose that they can, that they can help build relationships, right? Like that they can help, they can help really, uh, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Like they can really kind of help set the tone for your night if they're mm-hmm. done well. Yeah. And so, you know, I really do believe that games have a purpose and I would highly recommend that, that ministries incorporate them if they're able to. Yeah, for sure. And we will kind of talk here in a minute about the, you know, some purposes behind games and, and how you can be intentional about it. I think Derek hit the nail on the head that if you're really, really the one red flag as far as purpose behind games is if you are doing a game literally just to fill time and there's no other purpose behind it, that's where you know, that that's where things start to go off the rails really quickly. And, you know, honestly, students are, students are probably going to get bored with that. Uh, if there's not that intentional purpose and j- building relationships can like, that's a perfectly great purpose. Uh, it doesn't have to be more complicated than that. Uh, you know, if you really want to go next level, uh, I've, I've found a way to do this once or twice. It's rare, but using your game at if you do a game at the beginning of your service finding a way to use that as the illustration for your sermon yep. where in your sermon you can reference back to the game that was played yep. that's i mean that's next level <laughs> you know right. service planning right there uh but games are good in moderation you know if games are literally all that you do yeah, there might not be a whole lot of depth to your youth ministry uh, but but I think you know Derek and I would say there's definitely some good aspects to games. And so, what should the purposes of games be? Uh, what should the purpose be? I mentioned building relationships. That's a great purpose for a game, and you can use a game to build relationships amongst your students. Uh, you can also build re- use games to build relationships between students and leaders. Uh, yep. you know, depending on how the game is, is formatted. Yep. Uh, you can create victories, uh, within your games, you know, you know, you're not necessarily pedestalizing a student, but you create a win for a student. If a student wins a game, see how especially that works, if, especially, <laughs> especially if that student is more shy or they don't know a ton of people. Yeah. All of a sudden you get that, that teamwork or that, Hey, you know, this girl all of a sudden is like, you're the winner. You're the best. Like everyone's looking at you, applauding for you. All of a sudden they feel seen. They feel loved. They feel appreciated. They feel like they're a part of this ministry. And I mean, that's, that can be a really, really big and awesome thing. Yeah. Before we go further, I'm just going to say this in case it's coming <laughs> through. Uh, you know, we're in my office where we normally are to, uh, to record these episodes and we're having some repairs to some drywall being done at our church. I was wondering if the youth ministry had caused that massive no. hole in the sheetrock. Ha ha ha. <laughs> no, it was not us. Uh, just some cracks being, being repaired. But if, uh, if all of the noise is coming through on the podcast, I apologize. I have to say uh, good friend of the show. Uh, Nathan Gamble is our audio producer and he does some excellent, excellent work. So we we, could challenge him. We're probably just saying this for nothing because it's, it's going to take him all of two seconds to take that any noise out. And our listeners aren't even going to be able to tell, but, uh, 
it's just an excuse for me yeah. to give Nathan a shout out because he's a good friend of the show. And he works his butt off for us. But It's true. Honestly, I don't even know if he does. He probably has a program <laughs> that he just plugs our <laughs> oh, podcast God, I better do it. this quick. <laughs> and it's probably not a super time-consuming thing. Uh, but anyways, uh, purposes for games. Uh, breaking the ice. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about that for a purpose mm-hmm. of a game? You know, if you have... Uh, you know, maybe you've got some students that are new to your ministry that that you want to help them introduce themselves. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've used if you have a small enough group, uh, if if it's too big, it doesn't work. But I, I don't even know what the name of this game is. Uh, but basically, you have all of your students sitting in a circle, uh, facing each other, preferably in chairs. Uh, on the floor would work too. But you have one person in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, with maybe a a pool noodle or a, I've seen a newspaper used some something you know softer like that, not a two by four basically, and uh, or a or a lead pipe, and you know one person stands up the, and and I'd say I stand up I say Kyle and then I say the other na- another name of a person in the circle so I'd sure. say Kyle Derek, and then I get to sit down and Derek stands up because his name was said and he says Derek Lisa. Derek sits down and Lisa stands up. And the goal of the person in the middle is to hit the person standing with a pool noodle before they can say another person's name. Got it. Uh, and so it's, it's a cool way to, you know, introduce people. Yep. Uh, and if you want to make it more difficult, I've seen that game played where, uh, you know, instead of the person's first name, you, you, like everybody goes around and says the name of an animal or a food. Ooh, that'd be good. And then you have to remember all of these random yep. foods mm-hmm. or animals or whatever. Uh, so just different games like that, where, you know, you're just kind of pulling people into the circle. You are literally in that case, yep. uh, you are, you know, making sure that their name is known and, and you're including them in something. Yeah, and I think even with that, more than just break it, because I mean, that is like a traditional icebreaker of getting to know people. But I think even on a broader, more ambiguous scale, breaking the ice can simply be a, I mean, you're having all kinds of kids walking in. For some of them, this might be a brand new experience. This might be a brand new exposure. And when you think about going to church, I think the overarching idea or misconception is that it's religion class, right? You're going to sit right. down, you're going to, you know, be at a desk, they're going to teach you the Bible. And so when you have these students who walk in and and maybe they have been there for a while, but it was a rough day at school, they're going through something, they're just not mentally engaged for what's going on. These games can kind of be like a, let the defenses down, mm-hmm. let's get together, like this is a safe spot, this is a safe place, this is a place where we're going to expect some cool things and if it's done well, it can really, really rally the troops together with that. And I think, you know, you know, with that, it's important that you do do it well, which we'll talk about in a second. But Yeah, and, uh, you know, we've had, so, especially during the summer, you know, our, our Wednesday nights over the summer are a little, sometimes are a little bit more relaxed yep. as far as structure goes. Sure. And there are times over the summer we have a game called Slip and Kick, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's Slip and Slide plus Kickball. All of the base paths are just slip and slides. You got yep. a nice little pool for the bases. Super fun game. Uh, we have a one Wednesday night every summer where we play that, and that's all that we do. Yep. And you know that's that's a a game that we play where students know that it's coming. They might have a friend that is not willing to step inside our walls on a Wednesday night for a traditional youth service, yep. but they hear that we're playing this game and they'll come and check that out. Yep. 
Uh, and, and so it can be almost an invite tool for kids where yeah. students will let their guard down a little bit, uh, whether it's a game at the beginning of your service or your whole night is a game. And this goes for events outside of Wednesday nights as well, where, you know, you have, stu- Hey, uh, this Friday night, we're going to come to the church yep. and, uh, have a giant nerf battle. Yep. Uh, whatever it is, games can serve as an easier invite sometimes, uh, for somebody that's new. Well, and that was the last thing I was going to say as we were talking is games really can be free and effective marketing. And what I mean by that is if you have, I've had, you know, games that get your attention, right? So I've had games where it's like we do a blender challenge. There's like 10 different ingredients, five of them. Like it's, Classic youth ministry game. You know, you know like it, it's an ice cream sundae. So the first five, you know, ingredients would be your standard. Chocolate chips, you know, chocolate syrup, cherries or what what have you but then the other five are non-traditional so you have like ketchup mayonnaise anchovies you know something disgusting just thinking about it so then they they i guess it'd be 12 because then they roll dice three times like two die Mm. and then they they have three ingredients it gets put into a blender with ice cream and then there's their milkshake and so that's obviously like a wow factor like that's disgusting and so in true youth fashion you know they have they have their phones out, you know, they're, they're grabbing videos, they're putting it on their snap, they're putting it on their Instagram story, like whatever. And again, it just, it's, it's a, Hey, like this church is different. This youth ministry is different. It, it just really kind of helps invite people. And to your point, that kind of enforces and encourages other students to come because yeah. their friend yep. is there having a good time. And again, that, that, that's back to the purpose of the game, right? Like if, I'm all for content. We just spent a whole episode talking about how it's important to not be overhyped. But at the same time, there does need to be a level of engagement with the students that shows them we want you to be here. And so we want to be that make this a place that you want to be here and get your friends here, you know? So, um, you know, that marketing piece is, is a big one. And you know, I, you kind of stole, stole my thunder, but like, that's just, it is what I do. You know, like you, one of our biggest, Oh, our two biggest events every year are usually our kickoff, which happens in September, and then our summer send-off, which is at the end of May. And there's there's short messages in each of those, but the primary focus of the night is like gaga ball tournaments, games, food, just building relationships, creating victories, breaking ice for sure, and just showing kids that like this is a place that you can come exactly as you are, and it's a place that you can find value in. You know, and mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it really is important. Uh, I honestly, this is this is where some people would disagree with me, but I truly believe that games are an integral part of ministry, at least for my ministry. Um, but I think the ultimate crux is you have to do them well. Yeah. And you have to do them with the right intention because there's a lot of things you should not do with games. Yes, we, uh, we have compiled a star-studded, peer-reviewed, four-bullet-point list mm. of what not to do with games. Yeah. And I think this is this is an important thing to hit in this episode because uh, all four of these, for different reasons, are, are very, very important. Uh, you know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of ways to do games well, but there are four big ways to do games not well. And very problematically, yeah. Yes, and they will they will be very problematic. And so the first one, uh, what not to do with games is get sued. Um, 
legal action toward you or your church as a result of a game that you played is not ideal. And this may come as a shock to some of our listeners, but uh, that's that's not that's not going to produce any wins. And, and, and I think it's fair to say even another level of that is don't, don't, I wouldn't say promote, but don't encourage hospital visits either along with getting sure. sued. You yep. know, like getting sued is one thing. Sending a kid to the hospital is kind of along the same lines. Yeah, danger and excitement is a very fine line to walk it is. with games. It is. Err on the safe side of that. Yes. Uh, you know, you, you want, it, it's okay to, you know, have like, I'll use slip and kick as the example. Uh-huh. You know, is it possible for a student or a leader or whoever, I got to knock on my wood desk here to, you know, slip <laughs> and, and fall and hurt themselves yep. in some way during that game? Absolutely. Yep. You know, that is, but but that's an inherent risk for any of our students or any, pretty much anything that we do. We have a gym here at our church and we had a Wednesday night about a month ago where we had a bunch of students in there just playing like basically a pickup game of football. Yeah. And one student went to catch a ball or actually I think he caught the ball and then cut to change directions and hurt his knee uh, doing that. And, and so students can get hurt in any way, shape or form they Mm -hmm. want. Uh, But creating an environment that cultivates (laughs) bodily harm is uh, is definitely something you want to avoid. Well, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to completely eradicate that game entirely. It's more so reevaluating how you conduct it. So yeah. to the point of the gauntlet, sending all the boys in one round, not the safe thing. Breaking them up into smaller groups, acceptable thing. To your point with the slipping kick, if you have large, you know, are they 60 penny, 16 penny nails or whatever? Like if you have just massive stakes, Oh yeah. Putting down the tarps rather than like lawn staples, there's a good chance that one of those things comes up and, you know, cut somebody. Yeah. That wouldn't be great. Like, so they're they're Like my point is you don't have to necessarily eradicate games if they are quote unquote dangerous. Yep. It's more so trying to figure out how can we do this safely? How can we do this in a way that, really diminishes the risk of somebody getting legitimately hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so get sued. That's the number one thing not to do. Uh, number two, uh, don't be embarrassing kids, uh, using games to embarrass kids. And, you know, I think that most youth pastors are going to be like, well, yeah, no, duh. Like I'm not going to intentionally design a game to embarrass a one particular student. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that it's something that you kind of have to think through sometimes. What does this game look like yep. from the perspective of my youth students? Sure. Uh, you know, if, if you are pulling students on stage for something and, you know, they get a question wrong. Uh, it, now, failure is okay in life. Yep. You know, just because they're <laughs> on stage and they get a question wrong in a trivia game doesn't sure. mean you shouldn't do that trivia yep. game. Uh, but are you, you know, kind of cultivating a moment where, you know, this is, this is going to be a really terrible thing in yep. their mind. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't necessarily have a great answer for that. Uh, but it's, I feel like it's one of those things that, you know, when you see it. Yeah. You, you, and you just gotta be conscious of it too, you know, and, and even as the youth pastor, the guy with the mic or the girl with the mic, protecting your students on stage when they put themselves out there, because that is one thing is 
you might not be embarrassing them, but they might feel embarrassed. Yeah. And, and students that are sitting down in the crowd might be, you know, encouraging that and kind of participating in that. And it's your job as a youth pastor to be like, look, hey, like they busted their butt and doesn't have to be a super serious thing, but necessarily like just protect the student, you know. Yeah, you can as, as the person in, with the microphone, you can shepherd that moment. Yep. To include grace and to include, you know, hey, let's give them a hand or, you know, still encouraging the student even yeah. though they didn't necessarily win. Right. Absolutely. I, I will say, just, just as a little caveat, I did do um, one event that was centered on intentionally embarrassing some of our students. Now, let, let me the hell tell you how this event what went. What did we literally just I talk know, about? I know, which is why I had to say it because I was like, that's a really good point. <laughs> but like this event did not go that way. The, the premise of the event was I had a makeshift couch on stage, okay? So I had three chairs next to each other and then put a big sheet over the top of it so it made it look kind of like a makeshift couch. And then I... And here's where I was very intentional. I picked three boys in my youth ministry who had been going there for a long time, who I know could take it, who I know, like, they poke fun at me all the time, so I knew we were going to be in good good shape here. So I explained to them that what the premise of the game was is that on this metaphorical couch, there are going to be two ladies. Mm-hmm. They need to walk from the back of the sanctuary, like strut their stuff, and then sit down between the two ladies. And like, that, that was the premise of the game. They're like, okay, sure, whatever. So I sent them out into the lobby to plan what they were going to do. As they were doing that, I pulled up the sheet and pulled out that middle chair. And so Uh, I put the sheet back over. And so when they walk down the aisle and they're focusing on, you know, just dancing or doing whatever they're doing silly when they sit down on the chair, there's no chair there. And then I had the lady stand up just before they sat down. So then the sheet came over the top of them. And, and like, it was, it was a good successful event. Like the boys that did it, I thought it was hilarious, but like, it's, it is one of those things where it's like, I looked back and I'm kind of like, if you, if I wasn't completely confident in those three boys mm-hmm. doing it, I would have never done it because it could have been bad. Yeah, so. now that you say that too, um, <laughs> <laughs> the confession of the youth pastor. Yeah, breaking all of our own rules. Uh, I'm not going to share the specifics of this game because it's something that this. So I have I have a game that is just a killer game, but I can only do it once every seven years. Because my, my entire student body has to rotate out so that no one knows how this game works. And it's kind of the same thing with that one. Like, if those boys had seen this done before, they would know yeah. that they were going to fall through the middle of the couch. I think I know what game you're talking about. And so about. you might. And I'm going to... So d- I didn't approve this with Derek beforehand, so we might cut this part of the podcast out. If, you, if you're hearing this, then we didn't. Uh we're going to give a sneak preview right now to our listeners for something brand new coming up. Uh, if you are, if you are, Derek doesn't know what's coming. If you are a part of, uh, either of our ministries uh, and you are listening to this episode, uh, we have a joint ministry new event coming up this fall as a, a Ooh, fall, a fall retreat mm-hmm. for both of our youth ministries. We're going to come mm-hmm. together and do it together, which Derek and I are super, super excited about. Yep. Uh, clearly we have decided we didn't get to spend enough time clearly. together. So we had to yeah. come up with an excuse. 
uh, to spend more time together. Uh, but this, this event or this game is probably coming to our fall retreat at some point. Uh, but it, it, it kind of involves the same thing where, you know, you're, you're, it's, it's that pull the chair out from under them moment, but you have to pick the right kid. And the last time I did this, you know, I was very intentional about picking that kid. Um, and it's a similar, similar thing. This is really boring podcasting. Cause I can't share exactly what the game is. I feel like I know what you're talking but, about. I feel like I stole this from you. Well, I have, I have that game, like a similar thing to what you said with the couch, but we actually essentially found a way to take a game like that and flip it so that, you know, the equivalent would be the third person that goes actually turns the table and embarrasses the two uh-huh, people on the uh-huh, couch mm-hmm. and not themselves. And so it's, it, it was a really, really funny thing to watch take yep. place. Yep. Uh, and it went really well the last time that we did it. But, uh, basically what Derek and I are saying is have all these rules and then break them. <laughs> I, I was, I was going to say like, first of all, don't break the get sued one. Yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> Pick your battles yeah, yeah. on which rules you're yeah, going to break. Yeah. Getting sued, sending kids to the hospital, and going to jail are all things that you want to avoid. Correct. Uh, and I, th- I think what we're, I think the whole reason we shared all of that and took way too long on all of that is basically like the 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 premise of the rule is still the same. Embarrassing kids intentionally is usually a very bad idea unless you can pick the right kids and it's very secluded and you know it's safe. But I was going to say, number three, along the lines of embarrassing kids, because this next point could be embarrassing to them, forcing kids to participate who don't want to participate is a bad idea. Um, You know, I think it goes back to, you know, I feel like when we were growing up in middle school or elementary school, like if you're going to gym class, everybody participates, whether you want to or not. Like if you're playing basketball, but you hate basketball, too bad you're playing basketball. And so I feel like the temptation as youth pastors is like everybody's playing the game, whether you want to or not. It's just not a good idea because for some of them, they're super insecure. Some of them are just super uncomfortable. For some of them, there's some very real problems that are going on at home or at school and it just, they're just not in the mood. And so you're much better off just like saying, hey, like totally understand. But then with that, if there is a student who is not participating I also don't leave them just completely by themselves. Right. Like you you have youth leaders over there talking to them, engaging with them. Everybody should be engaged with somebody or something, but they don't all necessarily have to be a part of the game itself. Yeah. I have a theory on this, uh, which is youth pastors and, and youth leaders who have, they have a game where they force everybody to participate. It's because they are an extrovert and they are or and or they are not married to a spouse who is an introvert like i'm an extrovert but i'm married to an introvert and I would have one of the that. one of the big lessons that's taught me is how an introverted person thinks yeah and like you're going to have introverted students in your youth ministry or just self-conscious students in your youth ministry that really do not want to participate in this game. And especially if they're a little bit newer, you forcing them to participate in this game, it's a very high risk reward. Like them participating might help them build a relationship and they stick around. More often than not, 
it's going to lead to them being very uncomfortable and yep. they might not be back. All I heard you say was that you're an extrovert. I would have never guessed that. I know, right? <laughs> well, I became a youth pastor and I started a podcast because I like to listen to myself yeah. talk. So well, there you go. Uh, number four on what not to do with games, and this kind of goes back to what we started this episode on, is don't let it be the primary focus of what you are doing. You know, you can take an intentional amount of time in your service to to do a game. You know, you can turn, like Derek and I have said, you can turn a whole Wednesday night or a whole event yeah. into a game. Yeah. Uh, but when a when games in general become the primary focus of your ministry and of what you do, you know, that's where we kind of get a uh, a little bit of a red flag. I'm going to add an honorable mention to this list. I know, okay. I know this is the, the four that we picked and it goes with the four we set up top, but an honorable mention don't do the same ones over and over <laughs> and over and over and over again. All right. Like again, games really, I, and this has been my experience. Games really can be the, the tone setter. Yeah. In a good way or a bad way. Like if your game is really good or, or, or average, like it can be a really good morale booster. It can rally the troops. If your game flops, it can really, it can really set the tone in a negative way, and that, like, don't let that be your intimidation because you really can recover from either side. But my point is, like, get creative. Like, talk to other yeah. youth pastors. What games do they play? There's going to be an app I'm going to mention later in the episode. Like, there are, there's, there is. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and find the link, but there was a website I found. Uh, it's like the source for youthministry.com. They have a library of different games with different subcategories and no prep, extra prep, messy, non-messy, free, you know, cost, whatever it is. So there's all kinds of resources out there, but just don't do the same game of Simon Says or Charades or whatever it is every single week because that will create boredom and will create a, a desire to not come anymore. Yeah, while we're on the subject, sources of of ministry games, you know, the the number one thing that I think Derek and I will always point people to is other youth pastors and youth yep. leaders. Like they are a great source for games, and a lot of times they have they can tell you what worked and what didn't work and why. Yep. Uh, with their games and and how to make it even better. Um, Minute to Win It has always been an underrated or a, a classic. Yep. Uh, you know, source for games. I'm gonna throw out Pinterest. Yeah, as sure. an underrated source for uh, youth ministry games, for sure. And then uh, you know, this is not one that you could probably pull off y- using every single week. But if you want to go a little bit bigger for a game with your youth ministry, I have found one source in an un- unexpected, untraditional place to be a phenomenal source of youth ministry games, and that is the one and only Mr. Jimmy Fallon. Oh my word. Uh, and Seriously. honestly, like Jimmy Kimmel, like late night shows in general yep. tend to have some pretty, pretty good material. Yep. But Jimmy Fallon in particular has some hilarious ideas for games that he does on his show that he, you know, he and his writers and his staff come up with and they translate pretty well mm, they do. to yep. youth ministry. Yep. You might not have the same budget because he really has, oh, some, yeah. he goes over the top <laughs> of some of his, but um, another one that I actually stole one from last night is Dude Perfect. Ooh, Dude, nice. Dude Perfect has their own, like, beyond, like, their videos of, like, trick shot montages, they have, like, their own 
show. Yep. And within yep. those, they play games among the dudes that are really, really effective. So yeah. I stole one of those last night. The other one, um, I need. To, I'm not sure who the source is, but it, there's a, there's a curriculum out there uh, for elementary and youth students called Grow, uh, and Grow has their own app called Grow Games, and they have over 600 different games that other youth pastors across the the nation can submit with graphics for your screen, uh, with supply lists, with, you know, how the game is played. Uh, a lot of them are like screen games that you play on your stage, on your projector. So all the slides are pre-made so you don't have to do much work beyond just downloading and dropping them in there. It is a phenomenal resource. And what I've learned with that is a lot of times I won't, I won't use the actual game, but I will tweak it to fit our context. I and love so, it. Like there's, we just we just railed off a ton of sources, but I guess, I guess yeah. that just that proves the point is there's no reason you don't you can't have fresh relevant games in your ministry because there's just so much fresh content out there. Yeah, all the time. absolutely. Um, all right, so to to kind of not to wrap up, but the the last thing that we want to do, we're just gonna start spitballing here, uh, talking about some specific games that that Derek and I have done or have heard of. Uh, and they break out into two different categories. Uh, the first category would be large group games. Uh, these are games where everyone can participate if they want to. And again, this goes back to you know forcing kids to participate. I love what Derek said about you know if a kid doesn't participate, still have some leaders designated to you know be with that kid. Uh, I think about we like even slip and kick. Uh, you know that night that we do slip and kick. I have youth leaders who are old men with bat backs. I have youth leaders that, you know, you might have a pregnant youth leader. You might have, yeah. you know, whatever youth right. leaders that don't want to participate in this game. Yep. Perfect. I got students that don't want to participate. So let's pair you up and spark a conversation or yep. play a, you know, a game off to the side, whatever it is. Uh, but the idea behind large group games is that if you want to participate, anybody that's there can. Correct. Um, you know, and these are great for like bonding the group together. Uh, you know, it kind of creates a sense of acceptance because, you know, that student is, uh, any student is getting pulled into it that yep. wants to be. Uh, the other category would be like smaller group or, or individual games. This is something where like students are volunteering to participate. Uh, and that could be, you know, a couple students or a larger number of students. Uh, you know, this is where you can kind of get to like the milkshake thing where like, Hey, we're doing something gross. And you got those extroverted middle, middle school students that will raise their hand for everything. Yep. And they just think being on stage is fun. Uh, they're perfect for the, <laughs> these kind of games. Uh, you know, these kind of games too can also provide that hero moment for, yep. for a kid mm -hmm. where, you know, they overcame, they triumphed, they whatever. They slammed a, a milkshake that was disgusting. Had and... mayonnaise, ketchup and yeah. relish in it. That's right. disgusting. Uh, but then it also, you know, these kind of games offer that natural out to the students who I had a bad day and I just am not ready to participate in a fun, lively game right now. Uh, it provides an out to the introverted student that doesn't want to get pulled up on stage. Uh, you know, and so those are, those are kind of the two, but Derek, let's just kind of go back and forth here, uh, for, for a few minutes. But before we do that quick too, I think, oh my gosh. I, I, I know I, I'm all about the caveats today. Um, Small group individual games can also be large group games. And what I mean yeah. by that is so like if you have your four volunteers on stage, if it's a good game, 
everyone in the crowd's engaged and yep. cheering them on or like maybe you get them to roll the dice or, or that type of thing. And so like they are, there are large group games and small group games, but like there, there is ways yeah, to kind of, you know what I'm just, trying to say? Just, yeah. Just because there's only four students on stage participating in this game yep. actively, you still want the game to be something where everybody watching it is either they're invested or yeah. they're intrigued. Yeah. Uh, you know, they still want to pay attention. Yep. Uh, it's not like you're going to pull four kids up on stage and you know, those four kids are going to play a game of go fish while well, well, everybody and, else and everybody else just watches. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's not a good game. Right. Right. Um, so lo- let's start with large group games. Yep. Uh, do you have any off the top of your head that you're like, yeah, we've done this one and, uh, I'd recommend it. Screen games are a big one for us. So, um, there's a game called what's behind me. And so if you're good with Photoshop or Canva or any type of those, this can get really fun. And so what you do is in our sanctuary, there's one center aisle and then two chunks of chairs. So it's a team game on, you know, team versus team. So each team will send up one person onto stage with their back to the screen. And on go, um, the, the media team will put up a picture of like three random things. So it might be Spider-Man holding a milkshake on the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. And that's what the picture is. Underneath the picture, Spider-Man, milkshake, and Eiffel Tower are all underlined. And it's, so now, now it's kind of like catchphrase. So now your whole team, like 20, 30 students, are yelling to the representative on stage, um, um, superhero, um, red suit. Um, like they're trying to ex- get them to say Spider-Man, holding a milkshake on the Eiffel Tower, first person to say it, like, gets it. And it's just, it's loud. Again, it gets everybody involved because even if you're a super introvert, nobody can tell the difference. So you're just yelling with everybody else and that's that's really, really good. Yeah, I like it. Um, I'll throw out, uh, we've played a game uh, every once in a while called, we call it Four Corners. Uh, It can be, I mean, it's literally what it sounds like. You have four corners in your room and one of the ways we've played it is where you just get like a big dice or I guess it'd be a die if it's singular, yep. um, True. <laughs> a big die or, or some way, sometimes we just have a blindfolded student. And so you, know, you have 10 seconds where your entire student body is running around and they have to settle in one of these four corners. And then the blindfolded student says one, two, three, or four, yep. and everybody in that corner is out. And then you do it again. Uh, I've also seen this game played where... Uh, it's a trivia thing where you yep. put a you put a trivia question on the screen, uh, A, B, C, or D, and those correlate to the four corners, and everybody in the corner of the correct answer stays in, and everybody else is out or something like that. Uh, along the same lines, we have done what I would call uh, like traditional game shows, and so we've done um, our our spin on Jeopardy, and so I come yeah. up with my own categories. There are some really cool templates you can find online of. Uh, you know, boards and you can type in your own questions. Like I think it works with PowerPoint specifically. We've also done our own rendition of Family Feud. That was really fun with the buzzer and the whole nine. Uh, so traditional game shows are really, really good as well. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll throw this out here for anybody listening that wants an awesome resource, not to pat myself on the back too much here. But I have two separate games worth of Family Feud questions where you know it was they were questions that were answered entirely by youth pastors across the country 
And so, you know, you know, we surveyed a hundred youth pastors, uh, you know, what is your favorite book of the Bible? Or, you know, so it's all, it's all surveyed by youth pastors and all of the questions have something to do with either the Bible or youth ministry or something like that. And so I think one of my favorite ones was, uh, you know, we surveyed a hundred youth pastors, what TV show or movie do you reference the most in your sermons or something like that? And so, uh, I, you know, it was like The Office and Marvel and Parks and Rec and Stranger Things. There's yeah. a whole bunch of them on the list. But uh, if anybody wants that, uh, you know, resource, we'd be happy to send it to you. You can reach out to us at how not to be a youth pastor at gmail.com and we'd love to send that to you. Uh, one of the other ones that I uh, have, have done as a large group game is uh, there's a website called Kahoot, which yeah, I have that right now too. I'm seeing more and more. Uh, schools actually utilize Kahoot. Uh, and so a lot of times students come into it familiar with what it is, even if you're doing it for the first time, which is a huge win. Uh, basically what it is, is a uh, almost a trivia game, but students use their phone as their console. And so they are, a, a question pops up on the screen, uh, you know, what, you could, I guess you could use those same questions. You yeah. Know, what is Pastor Derek's favorite Bible verse or uh, book of the Bible or whatever trivia you want to do? Yep. And then there's A, B, C, and D and your students on their phone lock in their answer and yep. you get points for getting it right, but you also get points for how quickly, how quickly answer. you answer. And, uh, you know, we've done, we've done some fun things with that. Something I've done over the, over the years, I actually just did this this year. Um, I I started creating a master list of games that we have done yep. that went well. Um, and so, you know, with instructions. So what that allows me to do is, one, when I'm sitting there racking my brain on a Monday and going, what do we want to play this week? Oh, we haven't done this one in a while. I forgot about that one. It's there. But this also helps your leaders kind of take the charge with it as well. One game we have not done in a long time that was super fun is Life Size Battleship. Wow, so what that you, sounds interesting. What you do is um, it can be outside, but it actually works really well if you can do it in your sanctuary. What you do is you create the middle, you create a line down the middle of the sanctuary with your chairs. Then you have your students go lay down flat on their backs on their side of the chair line. And so then you grab, um, it depends what kind of ball you want to use. You don't necessarily want to grab like, a bocce ball with this one because that would be super heavy, but like, <laughs> but, but like a volleyball or like a kickball or, um, you know, something, maybe even like a, a, a underinflated soccer ball, you're laying on your back. Right. And so then I hand the ball to one side and they have to stay on their back, but they have to like kind of chest pass the ball over the line to the other side of the sanctuary. And if you get hit by the ball, you stand up and, step out of the step out of the ring but then they toss it back and forth back and forth and you know how the rest of it goes but um that's really fun it's not super fun if you get knocked out early and there's a ton of people in there because then you're kind of just sitting there but um you can kind of get them back involved by like having them kneel on the chairs with their arms up so it makes a more enforced line down the middle i like i like that a lot um okay uh, a couple, a couple more here. I'll, I'll just rattle off a few. Uh, but smaller, uh, smaller group, the game Telestrations, oh, wow. uh, which is a mixture of telephone, like the classic tel- telephone game, and Pictionary. Yep. Uh, but Telestrations is super fun. 
Uh, I've actually seen Pictionary can also work as a large group game uh, where you're pulling or a, an individual game. You pull a couple kids on stage and they got to draw and kids are yelling. That's another one where it gets really loud and confusing. Yep. Um, but Telestrations is really fun. Uh, the other one that we've done is a photo scavenger hunt. Ooh. Uh, there is one Wednesday night every year uh, near Christmas where our youth ministry meets, but there's nothing else going on in our building. And so we have the whole building to ourselves. And so I go around that week and we got a bunch of Christmas decorations up and everything. Sure. So there's a lot of stuff that's unique in the building. And so I'll go take a ton of pictures and we'll have our connect groups compete against each other where you know you open an envelope and there's a picture and you and your partner have to go find that. And you guys take your pic, like a selfie at that location. Sure. Uh, and, uh, and do it. So that's, that's another really fun one that, uh, we've done that can get anybody involved that yep. wants to. Yep. Um, any others, Derek? I'm, I'm looking at my list right now. I'm trying to rack my brain outside games. I'm even thinking of outside, like slipping kicks are a really <laughs> good. One. We're, we're both in Minnesota and it's, it's January, winter, February yeah. right now. And so we're, we're all in indoor mode. All of these games are, what can I do without stepping foot? Outside? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Outdoor games are almost cheating. Those are too easy. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I mean, like simple, like schoolyard games, like oh, absolutely, ultimate frisbee or kickball or one. You know. I one I've done that is super super fun that our students have loved when we can be outside. You could depending, and the reason I say this one is because if you have a bigger space in your building, you could do this in your building too with hula hoops. But I want you to think about like, um, man. Like almost, almost like a big S. Okay, you could do an S with this. Whether it's hula hoops or I, I paint circles out in the grass. But it's probably an S that's probably about fifty yards long. And so you have, um, you have one team single file line starting on like the top part of the S, the other one on the bottom, and they have to like hop between circles or hula hoops like a kangaroo. And when they so again, they're they're hopping towards the other team. So when they yep. meet in the middle, they play rock paper scissors. Mm -hmm. The winner keeps going forward. The loser steps to the side, and the person behind them, the loser, tries to meet them. And yep. so when you get to the other side, you steal somebody from that team back to your team, the winner. And then it's kind of like the first team. Yep. You know winning but yeah that it, makes sense it kind of gets dicey when there's only like one person left because then like they're running back back yeah. to their line as fast as they can but it gets really really fun and it's it's a workout man like it, it's when you're hopping that much and it, it, it's really fun yeah that's cool i had another one that came to my mind and of course now i don't remember Actually. what it was. i was being such a good listener and listening to what you were saying and now i forgot oh now i remember uh so i don't know why or how, but our youth ministry owns a box of like 1,000 ball pit balls. Yep. And so we have like you, this is throwing it back, but you remember like gym class, like those scooters? Hungry, hungry hippos? We have played yep. like real life full-size hungry hungry hippos. I, I was gonna mention that in our small group individual one because that's that's we we played that with like, oh it's hilarious oh it's so funny yeah and you and you you need like a hard floor or like a hard surface to do it just because you know uh you need to be able to roll the scooters and such but it's uh yeah that's definitely word. one for the gym 
But then we've also like, you know, you only have so many kids that are on the scooters and like pushing the kids on the scooters and everything. But we've also done, uh, we've, we've turned that into a larger group game where the rest of your team is kind of in your corner helping to corral all of the, the balls that you collect, yep. uh, or, or something like that. So we've, we've found a way to, to make it happen, but, uh, any other, you know, we, we kind of mentioned, uh, a couple smaller individual group, like, like some of the game show games or, or what's behind me are both large and small group games, but any, any other individual games that, yeah. that you guys do? I got a few. Um, again, I, I call this roulette. So it's just a matter of you blend a bunch of stuff together um, or it, these are just nasty food games. We do s'mores roulette. So you can get like the marshmallow puff stuff. It's like the spreadable. You know, have you ever seen that in stores? Yep. So you have s'mores, right? Um, and on a plate and you have the graham cracker, the chocolate, but the filling changes. And mm. so you might have mayonnaise, you might have toothpaste, or you might have the marshmallow puff. It all looks the same, but it's just kind of like, uh, we have students come up and grab one and that type of thing. Uh, I call it McDonald's mania fastest person to slam a happy meal. So you, have, you, have, you, you, you have four happy meals on stage and you say who can slam this the fastest. But before you say go, you put them in a blender and have them drink them. Nice. It's disgusting. Some of these games, you have a garbage can on hand. You do. You do. Um, and those, all of those are the one. Um, this one was really fun. Rock'em Sock'em Nerf Bots. Okay. And so what you do is you have pairs of students. And so like if you and I were partners, right, you would stand in front of me and put your arms out like a T. Yep. Then I would put my arms. Again, I'm standing behind you and yep. I would be like facing the back of your head. I put my arms underneath your armpits and then you put your arms down by your sides. Mm-hmm. And then my youth pastor would put a Nerf gun in my hand. And then the same thing would happen on the other side. And on go, you have to collectively like move towards the other person and try and shoot them mm-hmm. with, cause again, like I can't see because you're in front of me. So I can't necessarily see where they are. So you have to kind of be coaching me, but you also can't move my hand up and down. Mm -hmm. It's that one's super, super fun. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, we've done a one where we'll pull some students on stage and, and we've got like brown paper bags and there's something inside of them, uh, something different in each one. And they got to reach their hand in blindly and feel it and try to guess what's in the bag. Okay. I, I, that, that game, that was a Jimmy Fallon game. It's yep. called, what's in the box, but I, yep. I never knew how to replicate it or redo it, but I like the, the brown paper bag idea a lot. Two words, my friend, live crickets. Oh my, did, have you done that? Oh yeah. <laughs> how did that go? <laughs> it was hilarious. That's fantastic. Especially cause I'm pretty sure that, cause we had like bags one through six and then the student got to choose which bag they stuck their hand in. Uh, and so I had no control over it. And I think it was like a middle school girl who really did not like bugs that chose to stick her hand in that bag, not knowing what was in it. And so that just made it even better, but But she did get it right then. So then she got a gift card for it. So that was cool. That's one thing that we have not brought up on this episode. Um, prizes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do not believe I'm from the camp that would, I don't believe it's absolutely necessary to have a monetary prize for every single game that you do. Um, however, 
I think they can be fun and they can be a lot less expensive than you think they can. Yep. Uh, you know, a candy bar, you know, oh, we, we have a time. store, like go to the dollar store or there's a store by us called five below, which is basically mm-hmm. the dollar store, but $5 instead of $1. Amazing yep. how that works. And so if, if you have places like that, go and buy some like oversized candy bars or whatever. It's something creative. Or, and, even, or even if it's a group game, what I've done is like you go to like, you think of Halloween or one of those things where you get a variety pack of just yeah. any snack size. I just start chuck Like if, it, if it's like a trivia game where I have 15 questions, you get one right, boom, you get a, you get a little mini Twix. A little yeah. Mini like it's just, it's something, you know, otherwise it's like, okay, like, Unless you're super uber competitive like you and I are, some of them are going to be True. going like I don't, I don't care. You know? Yeah, I I have intentionally uh, tried like we we have the culture where no, we do not have a prize for every single game that we do, but I mean it's probably fifty percent of the time. Yeah, you know, we'll have a prize and it's never anything super big, but uh, it it just adds a little bit of fun or maybe some extra competitiveness for kids. It kind of goes back to the original. What's the purpose? Like yeah. What's the, what's the purpose of either to run out your budget? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And there's so many more, uh, games out there that are just absolute killer. If you guys have like, feel free to reach out to us. If you have a game that yeah. you really love, like we would love to, to learn from our listeners and, uh, hopefully, you know, maybe you heard some games in this episode that, uh, you, have never done before and and you want to try out but uh there's a lot of good ones out there and there's a lot of good places to find more games the fun part about games specifically is you might do a a youth ministry game at your youth ministry kyle that just absolutely rocks the house i mean it's just like it's a killer and i bring it into my youth ministry and it tanks you know like so it's it truly is trial and error and so i would just encourage you as the last thought because um I've definitely been in the situation where you you come in, you go, man, this game's going to be so fun, and it completely flops, and you're going, I'm sunk now. Like, you're not, you know? You just mark it up. Okay, that didn't work. Let's do a different one next time, and you're going to be just fine. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, That does it for today's episode. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Uh, You can follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And uh, we have a new episode dropping every single Thursday. Uh, But on behalf of Derek, uh, it's been a blast hanging out with you guys talking about games. And uh, I think it's about time that I go update my liability insurance for our youth ministry. Goodbye. Goodbye.